Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Elevate with MSWAF. I'm your host, Emily Swaffield, and this podcast is all about getting raw and real about what it really takes to get to where you want to be and elevate in all areas of your life. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops. And if you like what you hear, please share the love, leave me a review and connect with me on Instagram where you can find me at mswaff, E-M-S-W-A-F-F. Reach out and tell me what you're loving or what topics you want to hear more about and just know that I am so grateful to have you listening in so we can go on this journey together. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Elevate with MSWAF. I felt called to do this episode on this particular topic and talk about anxiety and ways to really manage it because I just feel like so many people these days struggle with anxiety on some level. You know, I'm always, I just feel like it always comes up in conversation and I speak to different girlfriends and it just seems more and more common now that people will make a comment or say something along the lines of, yeah, I've just been feeling really anxious lately or my anxiety levels are through the roof or I'm really struggling with anxiety at the moment. Uh, so I wanted to share with you guys, first of all, just some some pretty eye-opening statistics around anxiety, and then I want to dive into, I guess, my experience with anxiety, which I know I've talked about a little bit before. I did an earlier episode when I first launched the podcast around anxiety, but then I'm going to really dive into a couple of different, well, quite a few actually, ways that I personally use to help me manage anxiety and things that have just really helped me um, get to a place where I've learned to really cope um, and sort of lower my anxiety levels, being someone that, you know, suffered from pretty bad anxiety in the past, which I'll uh, go into more detail on in a moment. But let me kind of dive into some of those statistics with you guys, because it's pretty like, wow. (laughs) So anxiety disorders are pretty much the most common form of mental illness in the mental health space in the US. So I've, I've looked at statistics in the US, Australia and the UK, as I feel like that's kind of the majority of Uh, my network and and those of you that I know that tune in, but in the US, it affects 40 million adults. So anxiety affects 40 million adults, which is just shy of 20% of the population in America. So those statistics come from the ADAA, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, but like, wow, like close to 20% of the population struggles with anxiety. So that's a pretty big number. Um, When it comes to Australia, according to Beyond Blue, 17%. When it comes to Australia, uh, according to Beyond, when it comes to Australia, according to Beyond Blue, 17% of Australians aged between 16 and 85 have experienced anxiety in the past 12 months. And according to the Office for National Statistics in the UK, around one in three, so 34% of adults experienced high levels of anxiety and the proportion was slightly higher among younger adults. So between ages of 16 and 29 and also, uh, which was 42% and also women, which was 37%. So 
these are pretty, pretty big numbers, guys, in the statistics world. Like we're not talking about, you know, one or 2% here. We're talking about, um, you know, 20 up to, you know, 42% there relating to the last statistic in the UK. So also I should mention before I go any further, I just want to stress that I am not a medical professional and by no means am I sharing medical advice. So please always seek your doctor's advice. Uh, but what my goal is with this episode is, as I said, I just want to share my experience dealing with anxiety personally over the years and share with you guys what's really helped me going from, you know, being in a place where I used to rely heavily on anti-anxiety medication. I used to be prescribed uh, Xanax and I used to have to like carry it with me wherever I went. This was a long time ago, but that's how bad my anxiety was to being in a position where for, for years now, you know, I've been med free for well over a decade, uh, where I really can control and manage my anxiety on my own. You know, one of the things that prompted me actually to share this topic uh, and do an episode on this topic is that the other week, for the first time in a long time, I felt my anxiety creep back up. And it reminded me that for me, it's something that, you know, is always there, but can creep back up and rear its head at any point. And I think I'd kind of almost forgotten that because I really hadn't kind of had any sort of experience where I was, you know, really struggling with anxiety or, you know, having the onset of a panic attack or anything like that. Because in the past, that would just happen all the time. Literally, I was just constantly anxious and I really, I really had a struggle with um, a pretty bad anxiety disorder. But that was a long, long time ago. So really in the last decade, I've really not had any, I guess, moments or times where I've like full blown, like, you know, had a panic attack, freaked out or anything like that. So when the other week I felt my anxiety levels rising and what happened is I, when I look back and reflect on the situation, um, that week was, you know, I just had a lot going on that week, personal life, work life. Uh, and there was a conversation that I was in the car with some girlfriends we were having and something was brought up that triggered me. And I had a really bad night's sleep the night before for whatever reason. I'd had a coffee that morning and just kind of all these things sort of stacked up where when I look back, I was like, mm, okay, I can kind of see why I landed myself in, in a time where I got really anxious because I was driving. I'd been up early that morning and it was at the end of a long day. It was actually a day where I went out to go horse riding with some girlfriends. Uh, and we had the most amazing day. It was so much fun. It was out in the sun all day and it got, you know, to later in the evening where I had to drive home and I looked at my map, my Google maps. And I, I've mentioned this before, I think on one of my earlier episodes where I used to struggle in the past with anxiety around driving through tunnels. And like, I don't know why it's kind of like a claustrophobia thing where like, you can't like get out of the tunnel or whatever. It's, it's weird anyway, right? Our minds do crazy things to us. But basically I looked, the only way to get from this place in North Sydney to home, to where I live is through the Eastern distributor, which is through this tunnel. And a long time ago, when I was in a bad place in my life, living in Sydney, like over 10 years ago, I had a panic attack driving through that tunnel. Okay. And what happened is when I was getting ready to drive back at the end of this day, this is just the other week, I brought out my Google maps and I looked and I saw that it was all red. So basically I'd hit like, it was peak hour, like in peak hour in Sydney, it's crazy guys. <laughs> it was a weekday. Everyone's like wanting to leave the city to get home. All the people that are driving, you know, North to the East, it's the only way to get there is either the bridge or the tunnel and the tunnel's the way to go. Right. So 
the tunnel was red. And actually, I think, no, look, I could have taken the bridge as well, but the bridge was also red. <laughs> so I was like, well, <laughs> it's all red and it's bumper to bumper. And it, what would normally take me 20 minutes to get to my friend's place was going to show, it was showing to take me like at least an hour. And I started to freak out and I was like, oh my God. And it was a really, really hot day. So I went and sat in my car and I was like, should I, should I drive home? Should I, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? Do I just go and like, I don't know, sit in my car for a while. Maybe I'm like, I'll I'll listen to a podcast and I'll just wait for the time to go by. But it was extremely hot. I was starting to get really sweaty sitting in my car. And I was like, okay, this is not happening. This is not working for me. And I just, my thoughts just started to get carried away. And that's what happens with anxiety. Your mind goes off on one, it starts to spiral. And then the next thing you know, you're literally just talking to yourself. Like your mind is telling yourself all of these stressful situations and scenarios. uh, And it's, you know, that your anxiety levels are through the roof. So I basically called myself out on it because I'm self-aware. I know what happens when I become anxious. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to drive home now. I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to go back to my girlfriend's place. I'm going to wait it out. And then I'm going to drive back when the, the traffic has eased. Okay. So long story short, that's what prompted me to talk about anxiety because it just seems to be something that most of us, you know, I can't speak for everyone, has had some kind of experience or can identify with feeling anxious at times. And so, you know, in the past, as I said, when I really struggled with anxiety, like I was having panic attacks all the time. Like it was a horrible time in my life. I was on really, you know, a couple of different strong medications and I just, I just didn't know at all how to cope or handle and manage my anxiety. Whereas obviously I've got to a place now where I can, where I can do that, which is great. So what I want to do is really share with you guys some tools that have really helped me get to that place where I know I can manage my anxiety. So I become really self-aware as soon as the tiniest little bit of anxiety starts to creep up. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm aware that I need to you know, maybe um, cut back or maybe not have coffee today. Maybe, you know, ensure that I get an early night's sleep tonight. Maybe, you know, do all of these things that I know that have helped me and that are proven to really help with anxiety. So uh, what I want to do is go through those things now and really just talk about, I guess, how they help, um, why they help and what you can do to kind of, you know, add them to your toolkit. If you find yourself in a situation where, you start to become anxious or you're feeling anxious. Like how do you manage that? And knowing, I guess, in a sense, knowing these tools as well and having these in your toolkit will hopefully give you a sense of security that should you find yourself in a situation where you become anxious or your anxiety levels jump, that you know you can handle it. You know you can manage it and you know you can work through it, okay? Because as I said, like I think what, you know, what prompted me to really do this episode was the fact that after not having really dealt with anxiety or had to deal with it in a long time, having it rear its head back up the other week, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is reminding me that, you know, always to be good to tune in um, and make sure that I know that I've always got my tools there as a resource to help me manage and cope if my anxiety does spike. So the first one is coffee and to avoid coffee, okay? So I know that if I... Uh, 
if my anxiety sort of starts to like come back a little bit, I know that I need to avoid coffee. You know, drinking too much coffee, we know it gives you the jitters or can give um, can give you the, the jitters. But I guess the question really is, can coffee, you know, actually give you anxiety? The short answer to that is, well, no, you know, drinking a cup of coffee isn't going to mean that, you know, everyone's going to then just have an, uh, an anxiety attack off the back of that. But what's super important is to understand that the natural effects of caffeine stimulate your body to have responses such as, you know, an increased heartbeat and increased heart rate, um, you know, increase in your breathing rate, your body heating up. And all of these sensations are like literally the same as what you get when you're anxious. So they mimic anxiety and look, everyone is different and responds to caffeine differently. So my advice is to tune into you and your body and get to know how you're feeling because I love coffee. I mean, I love my oat latte, but there are periods of time in my life where I might be going through high levels of stress and I just know that it's a bad idea if I drink too much coffee. So I drink less coffee. Uh, you know, if I've had a really bad night's sleep the night before, which, which doesn't happen too often, like I generally am a good sleeper, but for whatever reason, if I've not had much sleep or I've you know had a lack of sleep, if I've been flying or whatever, I know not to have coffee because it then increases my anxiety levels. So my routine really these days is, you know, during the week, I, I've really, really got on to drinking matcha lattes. I'm obsessed with matcha lattes. Oh my gosh, they're so good. So I have my matcha latte between Monday to Friday um, because also it just doesn't give you that spike. I don't know if you are a coffee drinker and, you know, you have coffee or you rely on it. You know, for me, I really do notice kind of the spike and then the drop that comes after having coffee. Whereas I find that when I have my matcha latte, I'm much more, you don't have that crazy like spike and then drop off after that. It's kind of like more of a sustained uh, energy that I find. So I'm really big into my matcha. Uh, and then on the weekends, I'll enjoy my coffee. So that's kind of what I do these days, which I really enjoy. Um, and then the second thing is to avoid alcohol. <laughs> yes, I know we all, well, most of us do enjoy a drink and I'm not saying that you have to, you know, just stop drinking alcohol full stop. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm advising what I would say is just tune into you and, and understand how alcohol can affect your anxiety level. So surely you've all heard of the term anxiety where, you know, anxiety is really, you know, around the fact that you wake up the morning after a big night of drinking and all of a sudden you feel like the world's going to end and your anxiety levels are through the roof. And it's because alcohol worsens anxiety. It raises your base level of anxiety. Like this is, this is proven. <laughs> um, and, and how it does this is alcohol changes the levels of serotonin and it alters other, you know, neurotransmitters and things in our brain which can result in higher levels of anxiety. So this is why you often feel more anxious after you've been drinking alcohol the night before and the effects of alcohol wears off. Um, that's what that anxiety feeling is the morning after. So again, for me, like the, the my anxiety, what I learned in the past, which was a really bad uh, recipe for increased anxiety was if I were to go out the night, like the night before and drink a lot of alcohol, then not get a good night's sleep because alcohol affects your sleep that night. Again, another scientifically proven fact. Um, so you have a poor night's sleep after drinking a lot of alcohol and then you wake up and then you have a coffee. That for me, I know is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so I've learned that and I know not to do that. So it's, it's learning what triggers you and how you react personally to these types of things so that you can learn to manage and cope better through, for me, like I said, not going out and having a boozy night, bad night's sleep, and then waking up and pumping my body full of coffee. 
Okay. Uh, third thing on the list is exercise. You know, exercise uh, ele- helps alleviate feelings of anxiety, um, and it does this through releasing, you know, endorphins, which I'm sure you all know, and that's, you know, that the happy chemical that our brain gives off to make us feel good. So exercise improves your mood, it lowers your stress levels, it helps you sleep better. So there's a whole knock-on effect with that. But exercise is definitely going to help you manage anxiety levels. And the next thing which ties in with this, if you want to like do two at the same time, is getting outside in nature. So for me, I just go for a walk in nature every single morning because I've just built that as part of my routine. And I notice how much it's helped me with my mental health and just feeling good. And there's just a million and one benefits I've found from doing that, especially with setting my circadian rhythm, getting up and getting outside in nature and in natural light first thing in the morning. But, you know, it's scientifically proven to lower our blood pressure and stress hormone levels. Okay. And if you think back to how we have evolved as humans, you know, we, we thrived outdoors in nature. Uh, And, you know, when we spend time in nature, it energizes us, it benefits our brain and our body. And through that, it helps reduce anxiety and stress. So if you've ever experienced going for a walk somewhere like beautiful in nature, um, at a point where maybe you've had a lot of stress going on. Do you ever just have that feeling where like all your worries just seem to melt away? Because I've definitely had that. And for me, the ocean does wonders. Like if I ever have, um, and it doesn't happen very often, but if I ever have like a really stressful day or anything like that, and I'm like, ah, well, you know, like everything just piles up or whatnot. I just get outside in the fresh air and I go down to the water, which fortunately for me is literally just like just going down the stairs outside the front of our house because we live extremely close to the ocean. That's that's a non-negotiable for me, like especially right now with us. Um, we're looking to buy our first place here in Sydney. Very exciting. Um, and I it's a non-negotiable that we have to live by the beach because it, it it's just a necessity for me. Like I literally feel like when I go and I just look at the ocean and I look at water and I see the waves crashing, I really do feel this sense of just calmness and all of my worry is kind of melting away. So getting outside in nature is definitely going to help uh, with anxiety if you struggle with it. Okay. Next thing on the list is uh, breath work, breathing. My gosh, breathing is so powerful. And it's actually so powerful because the way we breathe can either bring on more stress and, you know, uh, exaggerate the stress that we experience. If we breathe really fast and shallow, which makes us feel even more anxious or it can do the complete opposite and calm us right down and regulate our nervous system by slowing the breath down. And there are a bunch of different uh, breathing techniques. And so I just want to briefly mention two that uh, I have found really helpful. And the first one is box breathing. So box breathing is where you, uh, if you see it like a box, you breathe in for four, you hold your breath for four, you breathe out for four, and then you hold your breath for four. So see it as like a box of counting to four each time when you're breathing in for four counts, you're holding your breath for four counts, then you're breathing out for four counts, and then you're holding your breath for four counts until you, and then you you, you repeat the cycle over and over again. Um, the other breathing exercise is called the four, seven, eight breathing. Uh, and that is where basically you want to put the tip of your tongue in the top. How do I describe this? Um, on the inside, the fleshy part of the inside of your mouth, where that meets your teeth, your um, two front teeth, and you put the tip of your tongue there and you keep it there. And then you want to breathe out, um, making kind of like a, I don't know if I can do it to make the sound, but like a, a whoosh out kind of, but with your mouth closed. Uh, and what you're going to do is you breathe in through your nose for four counts. Okay. Then you hold your breath for seven counts 
and then you slowly breathe out for eight counts. So it's four, seven, eight. So in for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Uh, and that's called four, seven, eight breathing. So as I said, there are a number of different breathing techniques, like there's loads of them, but those are two that I find really helpful. And you know, when you do that and you focus on your breath, it will literally calm you right down. Uh, next thing on the list is uh, distracting yourself with I don't know actually know what this is called, but um, I know I mentioned it in a, in a really early episode on the podcast, so I, I probably should have gone back and checked what it, like the the term for it is. But it's basically where it's like an exercise or a game you play with yourself if you do find yourself feeling extremely anxious, or even this one's really good if you if you are someone that experiences uh, panic attacks or anxiety attacks, where if you're feeling the onset of that coming, you want to play this little game with yourself where you take the five senses. And what you do is you want to focus on those five senses. So what happens when we get anxious or if we experience, you know, a panic attack, our mind gets carried away and our thoughts spiral out of control. So this technique is really cool. And this, this helped me a lot when I used to suffer from uh, panic attacks in the past, because what it does is you focus on those five senses. So see, smell, touch, um, what am I missing? Taste and feel. Uh, no, hang on. <laughs> that is not right. So we've got see, smell, touch, taste, and what am I missing, guys? The five senses. Oh my gosh, I'm having such a blonde moment right now. Oh my gosh, here. Okay, <laughs> here, sound. <laughs> um, all right, so what you're gonna do is you're basically gonna kind of come up with one of the five cents, one for each sense. So you're gonna ask yourself, what can I see right now? Quickly, for me right now, I'm staring out at the ocean and I see this big, beautiful tree, so I can see the tree. And then you move on to the next sense. So what can you smell right now? Can you smell anything? You know, I don't know, for me right now, I can smell beetroot because I've just had my salad, which I have beetroot hummus in. Um, what, what can you taste? I can taste them out like the the salad in my mouth because I've just had this before recording this episode. What can you feel? I can feel the texture of my wooden desk in my office that I'm sitting at. And what can you hear? Um, I can hear uh, just like the in the distance, I can hear the ocean. So it's kind of just what you're doing is you're distracting, you're intercepting the crazy thoughts that spiral out of control when you feel anxious or you're going to have a panic attack by distracting your mind to focus specifically on a certain thing and going through those different senses. It's like a bit of a game. So for me, it's worked really, really well in the past when I've had um, anxiety attacks where I've felt the onset of that anxiety, like just creeping up and just spiraling out of control. And I go through that exercise. And by the time I've done the exercise, my thoughts have kind of those, you know, calmed right down in the sense that they're not continuing to spiral out of control because we can't have two thoughts at the one time, right? That's impossible. So what you're doing is you're telling your mind to stop thinking by, by thinking about these uh, five different senses and focusing on those things, you're stopping it from thinking about the anxious thoughts that are spiraling out of control. So that's a really good exercise I've found has helped really um, a lot. The next thing is sleep. And this is so important because sleep restores, you know, our brain, 
It allows us to rest our brain and our body, but in particular, a part of our brain that regulates our emotions. And we also know through research that a lack of sleep or sleep deprivation really creates an imbalance in our hormones, which drives your anxiety levels up. And when you don't get enough sleep, it really affects your ability to deal with stress and anxiety. So it leaves you vulnerable to becoming more anxious or stressed if you've not had enough sleep, okay? Because you're a lot more wired. You know that, right? If you've not, if you go through a period of time where you've really lost a lot of sleep, um, you'll notice that you you overall, you just feel more anxious and wired, don't you? You don't feel that kind of sense of calm and having after that you have after a nice rested, you know, sleep. So things that can really help with this is no phones or screen time, screen time before bed. Okay. You know, make sure that you've got sleep mode activated on your phone as well. For me, I get a little notification being like, so there's lots of different things you can do to help uh, promote, you know, falling asleep faster and getting a good night's sleep, because that is really important to managing anxiety as well. And then the last thing I want to mention is meditation and mindfulness, which is something I talk about a lot. I know you're like, my gosh, has she ever done an episode where she doesn't talk about this? But it's because it's helped me so much. And it's it really is a tool that I want more people to lean into because I know, you know, I was I went for a walk with a girlfriend on the weekend and we, we talked about meditation. She's like, oh, I just no, I just I just can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> so I know that it is it is kind of that um, there is a lot of resistance for a lot of people around meditation. For some reason, we kind of tell ourselves we don't have time or, you know, does it really work? I don't know whatever story there is, but let's face it. Everyone has at least five minutes a day to just stop and, you know, to to practice mindfulness. So it's really, you know, mind, mindfulness and meditation is really centered around being present and just being. So it's a way of just feeling and sitting with your emotions without judging them or, you know, encouraging them or allowing them to spiral. And it's really just allowing you to calm your nervous system down and it helps bring more clarity to the situation that might be causing your anxiety. So it allows you to bring your attention back to your mind and body rather than, you know, and take back control rather than allowing your mind to get carried away with anxious thoughts, which is what happens obviously when you um, are experiencing anxiety. And the more you meditate and practice mindfulness, it is like a muscle. You'll develop better strength and tolerance whilst lowering your anxiety levels. So it is a really powerful tool when it comes to managing and, and dealing with anxiety. So I hope that's been helpful, guys. Those are some of the tools, as I said, that have really helped me, you know, manage and cope with anxiety as someone who, as I said, you know, in the past, like really, you know, anxiety severely affected my life, like stopped me from doing things, stopped me from, you know, saying yes to meeting with friends, stopped me from uh, just doing a lot of things, really. It, it impacted my life in a big way in the past. So, you know, I've had to learn a lot of tools and techniques and, you know, to get to a place where I, I, I you know, most days, I want to say, like, I, I just don't experience any anxiety. But as I experienced the other week, you know, it's always there underlying and, and it can pop up and rear its head back up, which is why I thought I should do this episode and, and really talk around some of the key things that I think are important to be aware of, like coffee, alcohol, ensuring you get enough sleep, practicing meditation, mindfulness, the breath work and exercise and getting outside in nature and how, you know, powerful these tools are to have in your toolkit. So if you do find yourself in a situation where your anxiety creeps back up, you know you can manage it. You know you've got these tools in your toolkit to help you. So there we go. 
please reach out and let me know if that was helpful. I am always here for you. My DMs are always open, as I always say. And I wish you an amazing week. And I'll see you for next episode. I just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening into Elevate with M Swaff, the podcast today. It truly means the world to me that you chose this episode to listen to. And I hope you learned something or got something from it. I would absolutely love for you to share and tag me on your stories and please leave a review so we can reach more people and make a bigger impact together. And if you ever have any topics you'd like me to talk about, my DMs are always open. You can find me over at Instagram or TikTok at mswoff. And I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next episode.